Good morning. Jim, Jim, Jim. Jim, guys. How you guys feeling today? And uh, nice to finally uh, meet you guys. Nice to meet you as well. We're doing just fine. How about you? Uh, just chilling, man. Another day. Another day building, right? Um, just building the future how we see it. It's a beautiful thing. How's it going? Hope everybody's having a great morning. Jim, Jim, Jim. Where are you guys based? U.S. I'm currently in Mexico. Nice. Good mixture. So we're from Europe. I mean, at, at least us two here on stage. Most of the team is from US or some else places of the world. Yeah, I am from the US, but I, I um, slow travel the world. So we're currently in Mexico. The crypto lifestyle, huh? And early retirement. Absolutely. Yeah, man, diversity on any, any team is key. You know, we all got different walks of life and perspective. And when you introduce that to one team, I feel like it's a recipe for success, especially in Web3 and the global market that we're in, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point with cross-chain applications. But uh, it's dope to hear that you guys have a diverse team. We as well, we believe in that ethos right there. So uh, we, you know, we, we don't just talk about it, we live it. Big shout out to everybody in the room, though. Appreciate everybody showing up today. Hope everybody's doing well, whatever part of the world you're in. Um, it's a beautiful day and really would appreciate it if you guys would retweet the room. Let's get some more people in the building and invite a friend. You know, tell a friend is going down the future of cross-chain applications. Let's go. All right, Big P, do you want to give the, the standard introduction? Um, the, you mean the, the introduction for our, our spaces? The communicable introduction? Like, where's the link tree? Ah yeah. With hashtag. Yeah. So so guys, um, uh, welcome everybody. Um, today we're talking about uh, cross-chain applications. This is an additional spaces uh, to our uh, community call tomorrow. Um, you can find all the relevant information in our Twitter bio. Um, and please, uh, as our guests already mentioned, uh, retweet the spaces uh, with hashtag ride the whale um, so that a lot of people get in here and uh, get to know our guests today. Um, yeah, and then I would say uh, let's dive right in. Um, welcome. Uh, maybe we can do a, a short introduction round. Uh, introduce yourself real quick and um, tell us what you're building. Yeah, word to our guests. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, name's E, founder and CEO of Works. I've been in crypto for about four years now. I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole entire adult life and uh, just here to build the future out how I see it. And what we're building essentially is a platform that seamlessly that seamlessly connects businesses and entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs with businesses across the globe um, and allow them to conduct business how they choose. Um, essentially think of if Fiverr, eBay, Etsy, and all these freelance service platforms and these platforms where you can sell things on merged under one company and started supporting web three. That's the basic, that's the analysis I like, um, bringing when, when I'm introducing works and that's essentially what we're building here. Yeah. I'm life. Um, the co-founder of extinction game along with uh, Solanaverse down there. And we're building just uh, an overall experience, um, to appreciate, uh, hit sheriff's art and build a community behind that. Uh, it's going to be a gamified D app um, with with multiple other exterior plugins, like some gaming utility and just an overall, you know, ex experience, I guess is, is what you would say. And I'm timeless. I am the CMO of works. He elegantly put it so I won't just put the introduction of what we're doing, but I am the CMO of work. Well, nice to meet you guys. 
Um, I'm Zencom. I'm CTO of Whitevale. And at Whitevale, we have our own blockchain called Megaloo. We have our own DeFi app that's live on six chains in the cosmos. We do validation. We validate over a dozen chains. And we're also in the MEV game. And we have various open source MEV bots where people can you know, do arbitrage and liquidations with. All right, so let's get started here. Um, before a little bit more, oh yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, before we start, I was just really uh, curious to know uh, what networks are you guys uh, supporting? So our app is live on Terra, Injective, um, our own chain, obviously, and then three minor um, Cosmos chains. So you guys come from the Solana ecosystem, as I figure it. So the other chains are Juno, Chihuahua, and Comdex. All three rather small and rather unknown, but still great communities. Yeah, I got you. Um, I, I've definitely heard of Chihuahua, but I, w I would like to correct you there. With Works, we're on 11 networks as well, so we're chain agnostic. Uh, so we're kind of taking a similar approach there. So I was just interested uh, to know which ones you support. Yeah, so, so given the fact that we are building in the Cosmos, and in Cosmos, most of the chains use Cosmwasm as smart contract language and instead of Solidity, um, you're limited in, in where you can deploy your apps. If that makes sense. But I wanted to ask you, um, before we get to the nitty gritty questions, what got you guys in crypto? You said you're, you're in for four years now, and now you're, you're building entrepreneur like, you know, platforms. So how did you guys start? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Thomas. I'll answer after. I was just going to say, um, what got me into crypto is years ago, I was in the military and a lot of people were bringing up Bitcoin. And at that point, it was really low and I didn't um, I didn't believe I thought it was magic Internet money, like we all said. And then crypto started being brought up more and more. And I started doing research. So then I started investing a little bit in doing the research and understanding some of the technology and what it was supposed to be used for. And that's what got me into it. And understanding that we should be moving some of this Web 2 ideas into Web 3 to take more control of how we're building and how we monetize and how we move within a financial aspect for each individual and as business is growing. And that's what brought me in. And then I, I invested on the outside, then I started coming onto the inside where you're seeing businesses and projects building within the space and you get the one-on-one -on -one community relationships and understanding there was way more to it than just investing without under looking at communities and what's being built underneath these big blockchains and ecosystems and networks. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, double down on, on what Thomas was saying and like our COO uh, would say, it's like, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel, right? Like there's existing business models that have problems and Web3 solves those problems. So what we're doing is we're taking an existing business model that is very lucrative and we're introducing innovation to that in order to scale. And we're giving the user, whether it's a business or whether it's the entrepreneur, the option to conduct business how they want to buy a trusted company, essentially. You know, you imagine if you can utilize Fiverr, but with cryptocurrency. You imagine if you utilize eBay, but with cryptocurrency, essentially. So that's one of the ways that we're, we're allowing a user base across the networks that we're supporting to do so. But also on Web 2.5, basically meaning like if you wanted to conduct business in fiat, but you know, the, the receiving end wanted to set cryptocurrency. We're going to have the mediator to allow people to do such um, as the platform um, scales over time. So, you know, it's just looking at it's looking at things that exist in the world, but also knowing where the blockchain can fit in with that and, and introducing the tweaks. And my personal um, introduction into, you know, investing in the Web3 in general was just looking for alternative ways to make money. And I feel like everybody can relate to that, everybody in this room, because that's all we all hear at the end of the day. Not the main primal focus, but one of the reasons is, to grow our net worth and that is no different with me there you know i was um you know i ran a clothing line i was doing other various things to make money to survive obviously and you know the 
be what I to achieve what I call success. And you know, I stumbled across Web three through a friend. Started doing some research with it. It was it was very interested. And you know, what led me here today is just keeping that energy alive and surrounding myself by good individuals. And we built a a very impeccable team. And now we're here building works. Yeah, I got involved through just basically portfolio. You know, spreading out my my basket. I have uh, some investments in real estate that have afforded me to be able to retire and spend my time full time here in Web3 now. And uh, yeah, I was looking for, you know, to add some some risk options into my portfolio at a, at a point in time. And so I, I started getting involved in mining Bitcoin. Um, you know, I've been in crypto since about 2016. And then really um, started getting involved with some more of the, the DeFi or uh, and then you know, it's like tomb forks and stuff like that. The real sheer degen plays out of excitement, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the laughing face. Yeah, <laughs> I got caught in the the whole time wonderland stuff, and and learned a lot about trading uh, from time wonderland. Broke, actually managed to swing trade my way out and broke even on that, which was a blessing. And then I was like, well, you know, I want to get involved with uh, with a project or a company and see what that's like, started modding a bit. It's kind of unhappy about the the level of input that I had at that level. Like I really wanted to be involved, involved, not just like front facing a community sort of deal. And so I, I started working on building stuff. And through that process, I, I met a, a lot of great individuals. And now, now I'm part of founding and co-founding and running some of these companies. Well, you guys got a couple of very interesting backgrounds. Thank you for sharing those. I'd I like to piggyback um, on what you just said, E, that, um, you know, everybody wants to make money. And I think for a lot of people, this is true. I mean, there's um, still a lot of really tech enthusi enthusiasts and ideological people in there. But for those who want to make money, I think it's very important to remind uh, oneself um, that, you know, you can make money without exploiting people, you know, because, you know, you can do what, what Sam Bankman did, you know, you just scam people or you, you, you go to house arrest and then you scam people on base again. Um, but this is the one side of making money, but the other side is of building an actual product that generates revenue and where everybody, where literally it's a win-win situation. And I think that's um, the goal that everybody should strive for in, in building these. Um, but just on a side note, um, so you you guys, you're in crypto for, for quite a while. So to 16 to 17, that's rather old. I mean, it's seven years, six years now. Um, I, I wonder, you know, the, the topic of, of this space is future of cross-chain applications. When did you guys, you know, understand or realize that we need to build cross-chain yeah I'll, I'll go first um that was that was a very good question um that you asked and to double down on your point i agree like as humans right like we we are we're creatures of habits and we also all have an agenda right and that shouldn't be your primal focus into the space like we talk about diversity that's the first thing that we opened up about like where our teams was from well, diversifying your portfolio, diversifying your purpose, diversifying your network that you're supporting. And that kind of leads into what we're doing with works, essentially, like the what the future is going to be hold is like how how you want to experience it. So I, I have a I have an interesting thesis on what's going to happen. Right. And how the ISO 20022 ties into this and all these networks. I believe that there's going to be an overarchy network that interacts with the rest of the existing networks that's going to be around in five to 10 years from now. And essentially like your digital avatar is, is going to be tied to your digital portfolio and how you want to navigate the space in general. And also we got to remember like people like what they like. Some people like Solana for, for existing reasons. Some people like Ethereum for existing reasons. Some people like Hedera for existing reasons. Like we, we can't stop what people likes at the end of the day. So with us knowing that and, and knowing like we don't want to limit ourselves to one place place 
and we want to grow as much and scale as much as possible, why not support multiple networks so people can choose and do business how they want to? You know, like there's maxis at the end of the day, it's maximalist, even though I, I don't agree with that. And I, I don't agree with that approach, but I also can understand why. It's because you get comfortable. You, you get on one network and it has a lot of what you're looking for and you might get some gains, some short term gains that might keep you there. But I, I'm always, I always like keeping an open perspective and I like being able to have multiple multiple options available for the user base in general. And this is why we're going to Web2 and, and we're introducing Web2 to what we're building seamlessly. And so the user you know, can use the platform how they want to, but if they want to get involved in Web3, they can as well. So that's one of the reasons why we're, we're kind of diversifying our company and the networks that we're supporting. And for me, I think cross-chain interoperability is important because it enables different people from no matter where they are to to um, share information and go back and forth like you brought up. You have maxis and there's going to be people that are only going to stay on their chain. While I don't feel that way and I feel like being cross-chain opens a whole new world of opportunities, you're going to have these people that want to stay exactly in the pocket that they're at. So opening up these avenues allows for a transfer of assets and data between um, different blockchains, different networks, and it increases your flexibility and efficiency, right? So the more and more people that are able to to touch and interact and do with anything, it makes it a lot easier and expands the reach for everybody if you're able to do cross-chain and more and more people are able to um, experience it and touch it because those maxis aren't going to go someplace else to interact with it. So therefore you have to go to them. So to show them that there is other tech, there's other ways of doing it and not just where you're sitting. And that I believe will start opening the minds of certain people will allow them to start opening um, the oper- uh, the availability and the opportunity to look elsewhere and not just what they're familiar with. Yeah. And I mean, Nobody in, in the Web2 world uses their, their credit or debit card and, and wonders what, like, how the transaction goes down. It's just, you know, hey, I have a balance and I want to spend it. And so long as that happens, that happens. A lot of the users aren't, you know, the super in-depth like most of us here and involved with this stuff are. Um, so we've, we've got to really look on how that's going to drive um, it coming to mass adoption, right? Not everybody is going to want to learn the entire, I'll, I'll just say the crypto ABCs, right? They don't want to know even that. And they're certainly not going to want to go through the whole alphabet of, of crypto and end up at XYZ to figure out exactly how everything transacts and, and happens between chain to chain or anything like that. So I, I firmly believe the moment that we we make it as seamless as that credit or debit card transaction, um, it, it that's going to be a, a major major win for crypto as a whole, because then we it will be less about what network you're involved with, and what it will be more about what you're investing in or what you're participating in. So it can truly be about the technology, the infrastructure. In the actual system, and and we'll lose a lot of this, um, you know, maxi like mentality that happens. Very interesting points. Very interesting. I wonder, uh, you guys, you talked about interoperability protocols, and how do you think that's going to look like? You know, because right now we have a really fractured landscape when it comes to interoperability protocols. We have, you know, Polkadot. Who cook their own soup then avalanche is cooking their own stew cosmos we have ibc here i think polygon is building something similar for for the ethereum roll-ups so how do you think that's you know obviously you know interoperability protocols with general message passing and secure token bridges you know emphasis is on secure is very critical to build cross-chain applications, which ultimately will path the way for, for mass adoption. So I wonder, in this really early stage of interoperability protocols, how do you see the landscape developing over the next, let's say, a year or two? I want to look at things even a little bit further than a year or two. Um, I feel like centralization is going to bring in 
is going to change a lot of things and and specifically the security measures of it. Because I mean, let's let's be honest right now. Like most of these blockchains utilize Web two, <laughs> Web two servers and and Web two security methods that that already exist, and they implement them into their infrastructure. And I feel like with centralization, is it's going to change a lot of how Web three is, and it already is, and how and how business being conducted, and how blockchains are being ran. And I, I feel like if if you're not adopting this new standard that's going to be set with that centralization is bringing in it's going to be really hard to to scale your network and you're going to start seeing a decline that's personally that's that's my personal analogy on what's going on right now and all the changes that's happening in web3 specifically and how the government is regulating crypto so that's that's my answer to that question i really think it's going to be money wins right this is this happens any every time when a new tech comes out. Does anybody remember Blu-ray versus it was what was that HD DVD or whatever the other tech was? Like probably not. Like I hardly remember it. But it was when this emerging technology came out. Is that there is a race between two different versions? It was you you could either get this other DVD or you could get Blu-ray. And so it was a race on which one got adopted most, which one had the most capital behind it, which one was marketed the most, and which one in the end got adopted. So I think it's going to be no different is, of course, every chain network project company protocol, however you view it is it, that is getting involved with this is is participating in that race. And whichever one wins, whether that be regardless of because it made the most money, it was the most efficient or anything like that. That is going to be the victor, and they will kind of become the the pseudo way that gets accepted to be to be done. This is we we can look at multiple historical events and in, in technology and expansion, and this is how it happens time and time again. Um, is that you know every time there's emerging technology, there's this giant, uh, quote unquote, like arms race or space race to get there. And whoever, you know, gets the furthest along and gets these metrics made and can get get the support behind it, I think by by default, then we'll we'll get more and more support because everybody likes to see number go up. Right. And so if if an ecosystem is making big new moves and they're getting acceptance in reality, you know, that that number should be going up and people pay attention to that and they will invest and they will participate in it because they will see it as an opportunity. That's a very insightful answer. And I 100 uh, percent agree with with what you just said. So with new technologies, you have, you know, this this startup mentality where you have tens of thousands of startups and everything is just blossoming and blooming. And after a while, the space matures, it becomes more professional, larger players, they swallow up, you know, parts or large parts of the market share and standards emerge. Like with the internet, you know, there were so many different competing you know, protocols and ideas how to build the internet. But at the end of the day, there's right now there's one internet and nobody in a sane mind would think, hey, let's build a second internet. Doesn't make any sense. And as you as you correctly pointed out, this trend can be observed in, in other examples as well. For example, back back in the 20th century, there were multiple engines, multiple type of combustion engines for cars. Now there's pretty much just one type that you see in commercial cars. So same idea. Um, now, now that we, we we talk about you know the importance of interoperability and you know, providing the seamless you know, connectivity and experience. I mean, you just said eventually there will be a winner, some global standard to, you know, connect it, to facilitate the transfer of messages and value. Now, the trillion dollar question is, how do we spot the winner? Because right now there is no winner. Right now there is, you know, tons of bridges, tons of interoperability protocols. Where, where what are the... So, Maybe not just, you know, maybe I shouldn't ask us who's the winner, what should I buy? But rather, what are what do you think are the qualities? And I mean, you can speak as you know veterans in the in the ecosystem or in the in the space and also you know builders yourself. What do you think will will be the standard? What are the qualities that standard needs to you know fulfill? If you don't mind. Uh, 
just because I, I believe I kind of answered the, uh, part of this already, and I just want to recap it uh, before we, we move over, is that it, it ends up being the dollar or whatever currency that you transact in. Because the support at the end of the day, we could all love something, but if it doesn't have the funding behind it to continue, then it's it's going to die out and, and trickle down anyway. So uh, my answer is always follow the money and you'll you'll have your answer. And just to, just to follow up on what Life was saying about that is, who's the people with the money? These major conglomerate corporations or these people that's printing it. And, and this is why I, I said with, with centralization, that's what's going to bring, that's what's going to introduce that. And it's going to be these big companies that we've moved away from, quite honestly. It's going to be these companies that we don't like and why we came to Web3. But until they adopt it and bring their math, their institutional money in, that's, that's and whoever they choose. And I feel like it's the, I, so far, one of the indicators is the ISO 2022. You look at the people that's already being supported with that. You know, you got XRP, you got HBAR and all the other listings up there. That's a that's an indicator for the next at least two to five years to know who, who's going to be the winner or who's going to be instituted. The Fed Reserve, I mean, Fed Now literally just um, uh, introduced a D app that's built on Hedera called Drop CC that is utilizing micro payments and they're utilizing uh, a DAP that's being built on it. Like we're seeing it start to happen and it, it's not going to be how we want it. And, and I, I'm, I'm mad that I have to admit that it's, it's going to be these companies that we're moving away from. But at the end of the day, they, they're easing in and we can't stop them. And I think another part of that is right now, it it's not just a catchphrase. It's saying that we are in the biggest transfer of wealth currently right now. And the government and the powers that be are the ones that pick winners and losers. And as much as we don't want to believe that, it's happening. And they are going to stand behind certain place, or certain blockchains, certain networks for their development team because they, they're able to pick winners and losers. I do agree with the ISO tokens and stuff like E was saying, but that's another reality of it. It's not always going to be who's done it best, who got there first and who has the money. It is going to be part of the aspect of the government and the powers that be are picking winners and losers. Yeah. And I just, you know, like Web3 isn't what we think Web3 is. Even Bitcoin is centralized, man. Like most of these blockchains, 99 Point nine percent of them are centralized, man, like down to the bone. And what we've been sold and what we've been told about what Web3 is, is a complete psyop. And and that's the harsh pill we have to swallow and, and realize. Very interesting point. So, so you guys all seem to agree that at the end of the day, there will be a top down dictated solution that's going to be the standard. And then you can decide to either, you know, opt in and you know, go with the flow or you stay true to your ideals of decentralization and transparency and censorship resistanship and end up like the the Linux core developers. Let me ask you a question, son. Do, are, are you connected to our IP address right now? To what? Are you, do you connect to our IP address? IP address? Yeah. Do you connect to an IP address? I'm, I'm just asking. It's just a general question. Do you, do you have an IP address? Well, of course. I mean, internet you know, doesn't work without IP addresses. There we go. Everybody in this room is on an IP address. Everybody centralized, whether we want to admit it or not at the end of the day. Interesting. Well, but, you know, crypto itself allows you to decentralize at least certain parts. For example, value transfer. Or, or money. And that's why a lot of people got into the space in the first place. And I, I believe that, a gl so you guys are all from the US, but we're, a lot of people are outside from the US. And I don't think a, the US can dictate or will be able to dictate in a multipolar world, like we're you know starting to, to grow into right now with China and Russia, will be able to dictate a global solution that will be accepted by all. Uh, I think, I think, of course, they have a lot of money with BlackRock and Grayscale, you know, they, they pour money into the space, like they do in the stock markets, and the technology sector. But I still think that a global solution needs to have some sort of neutrality. Because why would, for example, just to give you an example, um, China 
do global trade and currency exchanges with the USA on a network that's centralized and controlled by the US. They would only do it if it's at least a credibly neutral or somewhat credibly neutral um, settlement layer where, where both parties um, cannot stop or censor the transactions. So I, I tend to agree that um, a lot of money is flowing in and you know the, the legacy world is trying to, now that the space has matured, you know, bring their own ideas and vision of the technology into the space and that might conflict with what of with what a lot of the purists and you know ogs feel but i tend to disagree in the fact that um, it will be purely top-down us based i think it will be more global and more neutral and i think if, if you look at what the ethereum core devs do they're really really hell-bent on you know making the chain censorship resistant and um decentralized and i think a lot of chains try to do this at the core level yeah before life goes real quick that i, I don't i don't think i ever said of uh, the u.s I, I, I didn't bring that up that it was going to be the centralized point i was just saying everywhere is like i was bringing up the ip address thing because everywhere is centralized like a china russia whatever place you bring up they have their own term their own way of centralizing cryptocurrency and web3 it varies, play, it varies country by country, state by state, but ultimately there's a governing party over what we're calling Web3. And here's the thing, just because we're in Web3 and we're in crypto, when we transact and we bring that value back into fiat or we interact with any fiat-based system, there is still going to be the, the financial laws of the, the country or entity that you're in that still apply and that you still have to honor. Because if you're going to transact or interact with, with their, their currency, that's the laws. And the other side is, is that they still control or regulate the internet overall. So when you have, like, if we're, if we're bringing this back and being like, hey, uh, my, my portfolio is worth, what do you say? You say it's worth a fiat value, right? And so when you say it's worth a fiat value, that, that means at some point in time that, that transactional value is going to go to and, and interact within their realm of control. So we're, we're not saying it's U.S. only. You know, it, we're not saying it's Europe only. We're not saying it's, you know, Asia, the Asia's only. We're saying that this is going to be top down from each and every portion. You know, we there's a lot of countries that banned mining of Bitcoin because they thought it would, you know, because the power consumption and the power grids and all that. They were able to do that. How? By controlling basically the Internet there. Uh, like it's it's there's multiple ways that it can be controlled from outside entities. And we're not saying that that the, the purest ideal, uh, you know, idealistic um, matters are are bad. You know, the, the feelings and, and the, the ethos behind it are bad at all. Like, that's why a lot of us got involved with this on top of the financial aspect of it. But the other side of it is, is you have to be realistic. You can't you can't ignore it because the moment that you you off ramp that or interact with something in that, it's like it, it's always going to be that catch 22. They control the gate on one way and the other way. and so. Unless we build our own separate internet and our own separate total financial system that we can we can transact it, it natively in our in our cryptocurrency, you can pay all your bills, you can buy all your supplies and everything. These are going to be the facts of the matter, no matter what we build within the ecosystem. Yeah, it's like a, as long as we connect to their small grids, we we can't say that, right? Like it's just. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm with I'm with you guys. Like I, I came in Web three for the same exact reasons, and I had to dive a little deep in, and face the harsh reality of it as well. And I feel like a lot of people get onboarded the wrong way. Like coming into the space isn't wrong at all, but with the intentions that they come in with from the party that brought them in, or whether it's an influencer or they watch the video. Like for example, how many people got into the NFT scene thinking that they're going to spend a hundred, two, three hundred dollars and build generational wealth it's not realistic you show me an asset class where that's true 
right? Like, yes, there's a lot of volatility inside of crypto, and that's why you can capitalize a lot and gain a lot, but there's a lot of risk involved. And that's like finding a needle in the haystack to, to get a boarded yacht to lock boarded yacht club returns and we look look what's happening now that the hype died down look at the floor price like this is just examples and examples that we can go all day and night to show you like it's just that what what we think web 3 is it that in a utopian society yes that exists in, in in our dreams that could be that we could work towards that as a collective as a masses but what it is currently <laughs> is it man yeah thank you very much guys very very insightful um thoughts um you share there i have one last question for you guys um you just uh, mentioned you know onboarding people and you know i heard the term adoption and mass adoption a couple of times and i, I think we can agree that you know cross-chain applications are you know a requirement because you can't you know force people to know what blockchain they're on or you know, which fee currency they have to use and then the you know, transaction is out of gas, you know, that won't work. I mean, it, it works for us early adopters and, and technology, technological, you know, enthusiasts, but, but not for the average guy who just wants to do something. So um, my last question to you guys, what do you think will be the driving forces for mass adoption? I mean, you already said that, um, you know, you believe a lot will come top down, you know, in, in the next years, come top down from large players. So I assume they will try to onboard their existing user base onto crypto, into their systems. But I would um, still like to ask, what do you think are the driving forces for mass adoption? So that really, like everybody has a phone right now, everybody has crypto or interacts with crypto. What do you think? Are the missing pieces there? Is is the seamlessness? We need to get to that point. Uh, that's definitely the more seamlessness that we have um, is is going to naturally bring people in. I would argue that when we get to a true mass adoption, it will be much like that. Like I said, the scenario of the credit or debit card. People won't even know that they're using crypto, but they will be interacting in this ecosystem system, providing more transactional volume, supporting the, you know, the the ethos and back end of it. And I think there's going to be more niche technological advancement. And what I mean by this is all emerging technologies typically begin in the entertainment realm. Look, look back at it. Uh, you know, the the introduction of the internet is that there is a lot of back end data, like it's for heavy research. But then as it got mass adopted, it was, uh, you know, a personal home computer. Uh, that was a really like, you know, high end thing. That was just if you could afford it and was a nice thing. Now you can't go to school without having a computer, essentially. So the the, the difference is, is these new technologies come in as a, like an entertainment factor, as like the cutting edge sort of deal. And so that's where we're at right now. It's like we're on that cutting edge. We're on the, the cusp of its discovery. And so there'll be more and more. Uh, I, I guess you would say utilities and, and use cases and cool things that you can do with the tech gets added on. But then we'll realize that, hey, this is kind of a lonely space if we don't find a way to get others involved to enjoy the, the perks of what we do. And so as there is more cross-trained applications, as there is more seamless transactional value, as there is more global economic support from it, there is going to be reason for more and more people and more and more businesses to participate in this. We've seen this. This is now why we're at a point because there's enough history behind crypto at this point that businesses can actually do a true evaluation on what the risk to reward is in, in participating in this. And they're beginning to hedge their bets. We've, we've seen it go back to history. This was the same thing with stock markets. This is the same thing with any basically trade that we've had at the end of the day it's it's not going to matter if we build like some some crazy thing if we make it overly hyper complex to interact with because that means people are going to have to learn additionally and let's let's look at the world overall objectively these days people value convenience over having to learn it for themselves if i could if you can walk up and you could just press an ATM and 
and do that and it would it would spit out let's just say quote you know bitcoin because there are those bitcoin atms and say that was the you know the fiat that we were using worldwide was bitcoin then then that would be simple and easy because i just i know where i can walk up i know how to interact with it it's I, it's nothing new i have to learn but to to continue to think that we're going to have this mass adoption with oh you need xyz wallet and this and that and on this chain and here and there it it the moment you get into that conversation just watch somebody the next time you try to have a conversation that uh, about crypto you'll see their eyeballs turn to glass and they get this dazed look on their face. And some more than others, some might be out of curiosity and some might just be out of like, okay, yo, you're crazy. I'm just hearing you out to, to be nice, but uh, I don't see it, bud. <laughs> that's for you. I'm going to stay in my lane sort of deal. And that's why I really feel like a lot of these things. Like, it, So you get into the technology and I think entertainment is going to be another big key factor, like games, like, you know, getting artists, you know, we've already seen a lot of artists starting to utilize NFT technology. So getting that more mainstream, getting them more involved, things that are the, the extra money that people tend to spend. And then once, once people see that it's like, oh, hey, I can set aside a budget for my entertainment and, or this or that, and that they know that it's in crypto. Then we can start to focus on having the major everyday things being involved with it. Because if if you were to say, hey, everybody now has to pay their mortgages in crypto, there would be worldwide riots They, they because so many people wouldn't know how to transact about it. And they would be in fear of having their security, their personal security threatened. But if you if you ingratiate it nice and slowly and, and strategically through entertainment and technology and, and gradually let it build up as the, as those discoveries and developments are made, then that is a, a very successful and a proven track record that happens with, with uh, ingratiations of technology into the human ecosystem. I just wanted to add for me um, to not just repeat a lot of what E or Life said is I've been, no, for me, I felt like the mass adoption is going to come down the pipeline of bridging things that people are used to in Web 3 and not reinventing, the, I mean, in Web 2 and not reinventing the wheel, bringing it into Web 3. Therefore, they already know a service or a product or something that they know and they utilize and interact with already in their lives and have been. Now you bridge that, you bring it seamlessly over and sometimes don't, they're going to inter interact at first without truly knowing web three, but as they're having to interact with it, they're going to have to do more where they're going to be pushed to have to make these wallets. Cause I feel like some of this integration bringing it over for mass adoption is going to like how you sign up for an email or you sign into a utility bill to pay your bill. I feel like that's how they're going to first do it. And there's going to be a background wallet where people don't truly know that that's what they're interacting with. And as that becomes more familiar and they're recognizing that, then it's going to move them into making the wallet and interacting and going further out as more and more mass adoptions coming. But I, I strongly believe my personal beliefs are bringing what's in web two into web three and not all these hype machines not oh it's something new it you never done before people don't like that over time that's been proven that people don't like that they want to they want to have something that they're familiar with they're comfortable with and therefore they're more open to understanding and more open to interacting and discovering this whole other place because it's already has some familiarity to it yeah, and to add on to it, it's one thing as well, and I agree with uh, what what uh, works in EG just say psychology. That's what that's what runs the market at the end of the day. Web two and Web three, and we always have to remember these companies and how in the government, whatever title you want to give these people, there's a way they introduce it to them and they spoon feed it over time, get them used to you and using it, seeing it, predictive programming. We could throw in so many different indicators in there that works. That's proven over time, and once the once the seamless. Once the seamlessness of Web3 gets introduced to Web2, that's when we're truly going to see mass adoption. Like FedNow, we can all have our mixed feelings about it, 
but that's going to be one of the things that brings people into the space or just utilizing the tech in general. You know, like we got to, we just always got to remember people got day-to-day jobs, people got lives, people got stuff to do. They don't have time to double down on the research and, and dive in deep like, like us in Web3 did, did. They, they don't have time to catch up and do that, honestly. And some people don't have an interest to. So when you introduce something seamlessly and, and they can use it without even knowing they're using it, that's when mass adoption is going to happen. So I don't want to circle and say the same thing that EG and Work said, but we always have to pay attention to psychology. That's what runs any market. Yeah, I think I can, can agree with you that abstracting away the complexities, so the full set of complexities, around you know blockchains is what eventually will drive mass adoption so uh, i think on the technical level there are a couple of very interesting things that are currently need to be solved like um, the interoperability layer then you need account abstraction so you can you know recover keys or you know have you know recovery keys that you can give your family members or you have biometric data so some kind of stuff that gets you out of this, you know, forget those 24 words and all your net worth is gone hell. Um, so there are a couple of very interesting technological um, steps we need to take until, until we can do this mass adoption. But I think we, we'll get there. We'll get there sooner or later. And it looks like we'll get there sooner because there's just so much money involved and so much demand from users and from institutions to you know ship this to get regulatory clarity which is why i believe um will eventually um see this yeah sooner or later yeah i just want to hop in here yeah. real quick though because really you got to look at it right now there's not a lot of money involved with it really look at the the overall market cap of crypto as a whole versus like the world you know, world market caps of, of trade and things like that. So if if you're looking at it, we're, we're still like, and I, I hate this phrase, but we are very early. Um, and if you, yeah, yeah. That, so that means <laughs> you get when we're all phrase. early, so we're all going to make it. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I, I will never lie to you like that. Uh, <laughs> we're not all going to make it because just like in, in normal life, People make poor financial choices, and uh, that it happens. People get wrecked. It's it's the reality. It's the realism of it. But what what I'm saying is, when you're looking at the overall money factor of it, you can see that not a ton of you know it, it's a sizable amount of money. But when you're comparing it to the other amounts of money out there, uh, we haven't hit that that like tilting point of of money invested in this ecosystem yet. To where it's like, hey, this is like, there's no absolute doubt. Right now, if if you want to be purely pessimistic about it, if you wanted to sit, look at it for the absolute, like, what is the worst case scenario? Could the world let crypto go and, and you know, survive? Like, if all the money in crypto was lost, I would argue that, yes, at this point, it is not financially leveraged enough. To where it's it would it would be the end, whereas like you could argue that some of the global markets, if they went down, it would be a major economic collapse. It would have a major effect on that. And until we get to that point, that's that's why I say we're we're still early, um, because at the moment that you have that amount of global security risk to it, or even a a country, you know, if there is a country that just decides to hey, we're going to run everything off crypto until there's actually like a true risk like that. Like you, it, it's it's way too early to, to have some of those longer term speculative positions on it. Yeah, and I, I like that point that you made right there. And, you know, to add on to that, it's like the global cryptocurrency market is only one point two trillion dollars right now. Apple stock alone is two point seven nine trillion. That's just one company. There's multiple companies right there. It's not really too much money fluctuating there. And let's be quite honest. And like the reason why, like this is a capitalist society we're living in. For one person to gain in this market, somebody has to lose. Every time somebody takes profits, (laughs) essentially, and and pretty much if you're a swing trade in this room, you're taking profits on somebody who's buying 
on top of your entry. So it, it's just how it is in this market, man. And and <laughs> what's the solution to that? I don't know. Like changing the entire financial system. But as of as of how it operates right now, that's the honest truth of it. Well, that's almost a philosophical ending here. Thank you very much for this. Um, do you guys want to share anything else before we wrap this up? Big P, maybe you? No, really interesting, uh, different viewpoints almost, I would say. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually very curious how uh, how it's going to play out regarding cross, cross-chain applications. I think uh, we are all on the same page here. Um, I mean, you have to abstract away all, all the technical details here for the end user. I mean, there's there's just no way around it. Like the, our guests reiter- reiterated it over and over and I, I just couldn't agree, agree more like uh, 99.9% of people don't care about the tech. They just want to know that it works and that their funds are safe. Um, and, and we, we, we have to reach that point. Um, yeah, uh, let, let's, let's go, uh, let's go around one more time, uh, final words from, from our guests. And then I think we can wrap it up here. E, do you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, I just want to salute you guys for allowing us to um, come in and talk about what we got going on. If you guys don't mind, if um, EG and, and worse to give like the TLDR of what we're building, but essentially just to double down on the entire conversation. And I know it, it, it might seem doom and gloom and pessimistic. It's just the last thing we want to do is sell dreams. The last thing we want to do is not be honest about what's going on in the space and viewing it for what it is, not for what we want it to be, not for what we think it is, for exactly what's going on. And when you peel back the layers of the onion, this is exactly the type of dish that's being made. And we we want people to be as educated as possible at the end of the day. The last thing that we're going to do is sell propaganda or sell you a dream. And we're going to tell you exactly what it is, what's going on, what we're building. And when we're talking about conversations like this, we had enough time to try to do it on our own without these big boys stepping in. And what I mean by that is these conglomerate corporations. Now they're stepping in. We don't like it. They are going to start plucking a lot of small businesses being built in here and a lot of big businesses that's being built in Web3. Whether we like it or not, it's going to happen. And it's just a matter of time. And that time is ticking. But here's the beautiful thing about that is in terms of being early. And I know we was like, oh, we're all going to make it. But one thing what I will say is if you ingratiated yourself into Web3, you took the initiative to change your life and to better your life. So right now is the best time to equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible to put yourself in the best position in this market at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing. So my that, that would be my suggestion. Everybody in here is do research, dive deep. There is going to be another bull market. There is going to be another bear market. It's not going to be the last or the first. Look at history. It just shows that it, and it tends to repeat itself, especially in financial asset classes. So that's that would be my final words. And if uh, Extinction Gaming Works can give the TLDR of what we're building. And if you guys want to come check it out, you're more than welcome. And thank you again. For sure. I'll just jump in here. Um, I wanted to thank you guys for a great conversation. A lot of these spaces don't actually have an ongoing conversation back and forth and talking about truly things that matter in the space. So great job on conducting a conversation back and forth that is very, extremely valuable to the community. But um, the TLDR real quick on works is we're building an innovative platform that is going to be utilizing an escrow smart contract. It's going to revolutionize the gig economy, but we're building it on blockchain. So that is that bridging of web two and web three, bringing people together so they can do a side hustle or learn how to start their own business and truly get to build and and monetize their skill set for it for anything that they do services products because it, it's going to be a mixture of like fiverr ebay and etsy so it's not just services like fiverr it is products and things that you do so there's a world of opportunities we're going to be supporting 11 blockchains networks um and we're just growing and building we want to put the power back into people's hands where they have they can actually take control of how they want to do it do you want to be your own boss do you just need some, want some extra money do you just want to connect so we are leaving this as an open opportunity for anybody to use the platform however they see fit and whatever works for them but again i just want to say thank you again for having us i look forward to following you guys and tapping into other conversations that you have and thank you for having us yeah i appreciate the space as well 
Um, you know, anybody who has worked with me or, or, no, or has dealt with me in spaces knows that I value perspective deeply. I, I firmly believe that knowledge is the path that, that gives you the ability to understand perspective. And then once you can gain others' perspectives and see the world from everybody else's point of view, you can truly make a change. And so for that, you know, I appreciate the, the deeper level conversation. And really, uh, I, I don't want to get into EG today. I feel like I would for this. It's just we're having a simple uh, minting experience. It's a, a small thing in, in the block of what we're all building here in, in Web3 as a whole. Um, you know, if you're interested in seeing, you know, what somebody like myself is involved with, uh, feel free to just follow the Discord link and join the Discord and have some fun with us. But again, appreciate the space and time, the deep level of conversation and, and the viewpoints. Uh, they were well positioned, uh, well defended and, and, and argued in a, in a civil and calm debate, which I, I feel like uh, speaks to levels of maturity in this space. I feel like if, if we could have multiple conversations like this, this would truly help usher some of the changes that we are all looking for uh, behind the ethos of, of crypto and Web3 as a whole. Yeah, um, also big thank you to you guys. It was a very, very nice experience chatting with you with or chatting with you here. And um, it's always, you know, you, you tend to get stuck in your little, you know, bubble once in a while. So it's really nice to connect with people that, you know, come from other parts of the world or other parts of the, you know, ecosystem or, or the space and share some insights you know it's always very valuable to to just know what's going on in other parts of the world in other parts of the ecosystem um so yeah i encourage everybody to check out um what works is doing um if you're you know from their side of the community check out what we are doing we have a lot of cool stuff blockchains cross-chain protocols we also have an nft marketplace coming in hot so probably you know should be live any time now any day now and I saw you guys have NFT collections, so you know th there might be some some further ways to collaborate here, and really go this cross, you know, get you guys into the Cosmos ecosystem here or NFT marketplace. I'm sure our community would love that. Anyways, yeah, you have your hand raised. Yeah. Um. Quick question: Is is the blockchain you guys build in an EVM network? No, the blockchain is not EVM. It's it's Cosmosm. And the NFT marketplace is also written in Cosmosm. But still, um, writing NFTs with the team building, this is quite quite sophisticated. So there's it's almost no coding solution. You just need to get the, the IPFS data and the metadata, and then they'll hand it, handle it. OK, cool. We'll definitely connect behind the scenes more, because I have some questions, but I don't want to keep the space going. Yeah, let's do this. I mean, you know, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. It was a great pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this out of schedule, late night conversation here. And I wish you a good day. Thank you guys. Bye bye. Have a good one. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all faithless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in on top
toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like this shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight And all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model Keeps on ripping off the coat And going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten Stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management To grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers Screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Spaces.